what's up y'all it's your girl miracle sims and i'm getting ready to tell you all the easiest way to make your own podcast and that's with anchor by spotify friends listen all you got to do is either download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm and they have everything you need in one place you can record edit and they'll even distribute it and the best thing about it is that it's absolutely free so if you're ready to start your new journey today then go ahead and download the app or go to the website anchor.fm just like yours truly It's your girl Miracle Sims, and you are watching God, Sex, and Love. Friends, today we're going to talk about a topic that may be a little heavy for us today, but it's it's, it's worth a conversation to have. Are children being over sexualized? Friends, if you guys are ready for this conversation, then stay tuned. wonderful panel with me today. Let's give it up for Miss Melva Ree Witherspoon. Hey girl, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey. I am good. I'm blessed. It is Sunday, tomorrow is day. Yes, good, good to have you back. <laughs> then we have again for this month, you guys see him again, Mr. Kelvin Carter is back on the line. What's up, bro? Thank you. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Hey, hey, hey. And last but not least, we got Mr. Ryan Yay Hawkins on the line. What's up, Mr. Ryan Yay? Peace, beautiful people. What's going on? How's everybody doing out there? Pretty good, pretty good, man. I'm excited to have this conversation with you all. I know it's a, ugh, it might be a heavy topic for today. Depends. I don't know where all you all are with it, but I mean, here we go. Let's get into it, y'all. The over-sexualization of children. I, I, where you guys are like do do you guys believe this is happening or do you guys think like oh no nah, nah, you know people are tripping by thinking children are over sexualized right now like i don't know what where you guys are at with this well, i i would like to say that it's it's nothing new um it's been it's been happening for years so um before social media it was you know at parties and um you know, families, they just did a lot of stuff around the house and in the neighborhood and stuff. So it's nothing new. It just changed to how mm. it's coming. So, um, yeah, so that's a little bit of what I got to say about it. So it's nothing new. It's just changed. Hmm. Okay, nothing new. It just changed. I mean, I, well, I, I, was, I, can, I can agree oh. that it, it has changed. Um, being that I 60 baby, we didn't have the, it was light on outside in the house. Now it's a different kind of air with lights 
Yeah, I know. Um, like Family Guy and American Dad. Hmm. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. So I, I just they pick and choose what's on the television, but they don't make it proper when it comes to shit. It's like you're listening to this let off, not for. You know, that's where parenting steps in. Ooh, and you can watch that. No, you can't say So, that's where I am with it. I mean, yeah, I agree that. I feel like definitely children are being exposed to things like so early that they shouldn't be. Um, even like making choices that they shouldn't be making at a, a young age. And it's like, like you just said, the cartoons, they had, like, they're sneaking it in now, you know, where they're like sneaking in, you know, I mean, I don't know, like, I don't want to get into a lot of different things they're sneaking in, but like, there's, I mean, I guess, I don't know, I'm trying to think, like, were there always adult themed jokes in children's cartoons? Like, I'm trying to think back and remember, but I'm not sure, like, did Looney Tunes have that type of stuff? Like, you know what I mean? Like, of course they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> so, that, but I'm like so prevalent though, like so. But it was know. really hidden. It was really hidden, actually, because um, I'm going to chime in just for a split second. Um, in the book of Proverbs, it talks about how there's a generation that's coming after them or after us that's going to be more wicked and more wiser. So, literally, what they're doing in cartoons is that they have been doing this for centuries. They just did it on a subliminal level. Everything from Scooby-Doo to Looney Tunes to Sesame Street, et cetera, et cetera. And then also the book of Psalms also talks about the inventors of evil things. So again, like my brother said, there's nothing new under the sun. Solomon even said that as well too. So this has been more of a planned agenda from the very beginning. And what happens is that, and I can speak for this as well, that I was exposed to adult-like situations at a very early age where I was touching inappropriately at 10 years old. And then I was exposed to porn at 12. And then I was touching inappropriately again by my high school friend's sister at the age of 15. So all 
that counter acts is it is accelerating and speeding up the uh, hypersexuality within um, young boys and girls and exposing them to adult-like situations that they should have never ever been exposed to because it, it's not the appropriate time. So again, the enemy has always been behind the scenes within the entertainment industry, especially within animation and cartoons and things of that nature, everything from um, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, just as many different things that have always been in there, but you can't see it because they have always did it behind the scenes, behind the veil per se, but it's always been there. I mean, they even talked about Walt Disney as well and his lifestyle and how the way he was. So it was always interwoven and interlaced um, for many, many centuries. I know that, you know, people people are already thinking and families are thinking like, yo, what could be wrong with Walt Disney? Or what could be wrong with Sesame Street or, or those different types of cartoons? Well, a lot of people have went underneath the microscope and they have decoded what was happening behind the scenes. So it wasn't all kid-friendly or family-friendly. They they played and laced those things in there so that the parent may not know, but if the child gets a hold of it, then it's going to strike curiosity. And that curiosity accelerates, which makes the kid question what's really going on. And they may not ask the parent because the parent is the actual, the first teachers. And I feel that's what's wrong with this generation today, especially some of the millennial parents as well, too, because um, I, I've seen it where I have friends of mine who their parents would try to be friends with them instead of being, no, I'm the parent, you're the kid, you're the child. So that's that thin line there that has been crossed over. So it's always been there, always been there. Now you're going to have me let these Disney, these Disney movies see some now. I'm going to go back and pull them DVDs and DHS and look at them and see where the message is. Because, yeah. I've heard that more. I've, I've heard it before. Mm-hmm. I guess because back then it was it was fine to us parents. Um, but I'm going to have to pull out them DHS pop them in the VR so I see what it is. I'm curious to see exactly how that, you know. Yeah, there's actually, yeah, right, right, right. There's documentaries as well, and I can go and pull it up for you, and I'll send it to you personally, where there have been people that okay. decoded the whole entire thing, and they're like, are you serious? They put that in there? The crazy thing is, um, one of my favorite cartoons growing up was Sesame Street, and did you guys know that um, the gentleman who played the voice of Elmo, it was a brother, I can't forget his name, I think his name was like Kevin Rush or something like that, don't quote me on it, but it was a brother who played the voice of Elmo. He ended up becoming a pedophile, and they, and they took him off the air very, very fast. It was crazy. Wow. And you know, it's not just yeah. with, um, you know, TV shows, but also with like toys. The certain yes. toys that they yes. create. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. No, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I was just gonna say I heard that too, Definitely. that like there was this lady that was like exposing some of the um she she was doing a video of one of the toys and she's like, Look, this toy reacts when it's touched in a certain place. You know what I mean? And it's like yeah. girls, 
you know, familiar with, okay, if I'm touching this place, I'll just giggle, or I'll, you know what I mean? And then, and when she showed it, I was like, wow, really? That, yeah, it's deep. That's what I'm saying. It's just, and then on one hand, you ask the question, why are they trying to sexualize the children so early? Any, anybody, anybody got they, any answers? Y'all think y'all know why? <laughs> I'm clueless. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I know why. Yeah, because um, there's a documentary. Um, Mel Gibson has been very vocal for the last few months, and he's exposing a lot of things within Hollywood. And um, there was a kid actor. He was, he was a child star. Um, his name was Corey Feldman. He was in movies like Ferris Bueller's uh, Day Off, um, all those types of movies and stuff like that, the stuff that we grew up on. He talks about how he was exposed by the executives in the studios from Warner Brothers to um, Miramax and all those different major productions. Um, those are what you call, all right, well, we're gonna go down a rabbit hole then, okay. Um, we're gonna go down this rabbit hole for a second. So the elitist, okay, I don't know if y'all are familiar with it or not, but feel free to do your homework. The elitists that are behind the arts and entertainment industry, especially within Hollywood, they've been exposing them and telling them that they've been using children because why? Children are the most precious, innocent gifts that God has ever created because of their purity. So they feel as if, if they can use a child and expose that child to their uh, demonic, negative, toxic behavior and their negative, dark energy that they can rob the children of their purity and they can gain more power through a child. So Mel Gibson has been on the forefront in exposing a lot of those elitists and those executives because most of them are pedophiles. In, in all these different um, studios, those that they're recording, major motion pictures, music, you name it, they have all drawn into the fact in their own ideology that they can take the child and rob that child of their purity and their innocence and their uh, um, godlike energy. Because again, we know that a child, when a child is born, that's the closest thing to God. So they feel as if they can rob them of that and they gain more power through that process. It's crazy. I know it's wild, but that is a fact. So, I I just have to add add this. So I remember um, watching a it was either a live on Instagram or some type of um, some type of video. I don't know where it was from, but uh, Bow Wow was stating that you know when he came into in, into the music industry. Um, all of that stuff was there. So you seen all these women, all this drug was going on. And as a young man, he's seen all of these other older guys, you know, partaking in the women and, and the drugs and stuff. And then he's noticing, okay, well, I'm in the same lifestyle. And so a lot of that has been pushed on him, which in return mm -hmm. kind of mold, molded him into um, the person he is today. And so you have those like, okay, well, I got I got to be out. I have to be drinking. I have to be having sex with all these women. I have to be trying certain drugs. 
And so yep. it makes it makes a lot of sense. So yeah, I, I now the bigger question is what can we do to like kind of limit it and I feel like it's going to have to come from um, big celebrities like Mel Gibson and some of those top artists to kind of like, hey, you know, enjoy your childhood. But you'll get there right. when you get over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree that, you know, we definitely need to do something because like you both have already kind of pointed out, it, it seems as if this I guess if you want to just call it demonic energy or whatever you want to call it, is just literally coming for um, or coming for children and their morals and values and things like that. And so, and that pretty much like like you said with Bow Wow, just in a in a way like presenting this this opposite lifestyle to to not even really acknowledge morals or values or you know things like that. So. I mean, yeah, I think exposing it is is good. I think talking about it is good and, and making people aware. But at the same time, too, I mean, I mean, we say it almost every episode here on God Says in Love. It's like at, in the homes with the parents. Like, I mean, I mean, I don't want because I, I, I know kids eventually they're going to grow up and do whatever they do when they get older. But I feel like when you're instilling certain values and things in your child or teaching them like I said, I mean, I know I talked to Ms. Brunye, um, with all the stuff that I've seen being exposed right now to even like kindergarten and even preschool, I'm sitting here like, well, dang, like when my kid gets three, I'm gonna have to tell him about sexual stuff and, and, and what the morals and values is, you know what I mean? Uh, because mm-hmm. just to get ahead of that game that's, that's currently being happening, you know, currently happening right now. So, I mean, I don't know how real that that will be i mean you know i'm just getting started in this parenting game so obviously you know uh, Ms. Mel probably got a little bit more information she could tell me <laughs> i've never had to explain that to my kids I, and it could because i never let me expose that type of stuff like i kind of monitor what they watch i monitor what listen to I listen to so that I can educate myself is like when I hate like you cut it off, shut it down, not go that. Um I wasn't one of those parents that um and my girls will tell you dating was not an option in my house. They no boy no, we didn't I I wouldn't allow none of that. Um it was when you went to the prom, you better be back in the house by a certain time. They only did that when they got to be a junior. My oldest was a she was a junior. Um, but they'll tell you, um, I'm a dating. Even my son, my nine-year-old boy, you know, sometimes they'll say, oh, boys do more than what the girl did. And I wasn't like it. What they got is he got. I, I, it was just straight across the line. It wasn't playing because he was boy, oh boy, boys gonna be best boys and they'll still be blah blah blah. No, I didn't want no grandma. We wasn't having that. So it was no girlfriends, it was boyfriends, y'all in school, both on your school, and that's it. So, I, you know, I think it just takes parents to really, really monitor what the kids are. Um, doing what they're looking at, 
paying attention to their kids and what saying and what doing. And, and I'll say that again, paying attention to their kids, not off in La Land, your girlfriend's while the child is sitting in the corner playing with dogs and stuff, you know, pay attention and listen so that you can, you know, stop what's happening. Um, I was looking at a show last week and it was two parents. I can't say the name of the show, but they were on TV show and the father had the boys. I think it was an 11 year old and a four year old. And they're there for the weekend. And this, it bothered me, really bothered me. But he called the mother, because they weren't together, to express her that the four-year-old had said 11-year-old touched them in a certain way. And she didn't. She didn't, she didn't seek help for 11-year-old. She didn't try to separate, say, okay, you go here, let me figure out what's wrong with this one. She literally grabbed all the kids, took them with her, and took them back. So she saw no type of help, and that just disturbing that you don't see some type of help for your oldest who know they're touching a younger one. Because now this younger one has been exposed to something. Now it's just going to carry them because not, you know, they're not paying attention. So, yeah, it's just, that was heart-wrenching. That was heart-wrenching. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, so parents have to, like you said, pay attention. Also, they have to um, not allow a lot of other people to raise their kids like okay well this this is what it is this is what needs to happen and look I, I know that's your auntie I know that's your uncle but this is what we're going by in this household <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and I think and that even as you was talking to Ms. Mel I was sitting here thinking like the other hard thing too is hearing about what the schools is doing. So honestly, I know everybody's in quarantine. I know virtual school is hard for a lot of parents and stuff like that. But honestly, you know, this probably be happening for a real reason right now because I don't know if you guys have heard all the stuff that they're exposing the kids in these schools now, where it's like, that's what oh. I'm saying. Oh, are you are you talking about what they're exposing to the kids now over Zoom? <laughs> are you doing that too? I mean, they still doing it over Zoom. I mean, I don't know. And it's crazy because I know I was talking to um, Look. one of my the educator. <laughs> and, okay, what you got to say? <laughs> what, now, so, so I, I was watching, um, so I was scrolling on social media and I came across this video uh -huh. of this, um, this teacher and she's talking with the board or superintendents or something, um, mentioning about how everything is going. And so, Something happened to where the superintendent um, said something in a way that a, a one of the teachers didn't like. And she was like, well, I need you to take that same energy and tell these parents that they need to have them clothes when they walking behind uh, their child um, during school time because everyone else can see it. They have blunts in their hand. They have um, the kids don't be having on clothes. Like, 
they they need to make sure that the parents are um, not exposing everyone else's kid to um, those type of activities that may be going on in that home. Right, right. It's, it's funny you say that because my niece, my niece posted, she made a post on Facebook. She's like, y'all, I am embarrassed. She said, my son, they had a lunch break. And then when he came back on to Zoom, he had already had a shirt off. He like, he's home, he like to walk around with a shirt on. And he's there, God. And she said that she called her like, can you put his cap in the shirt? So he's in the Zoom. And he had no shirt, and she was like, oh my God, I was so embarrassed. So again, paying attention to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You got to pay attention. So yeah. Right. It was just, but I did hear, I did hear about it we, um, where the two were walking behind the kids, you know, dressed, thinking, so in person. I would say miracle. I, I, I know you're saying the kids are probably better off home being doing virtual school, but at the same time, there are a whole lot of them that are better off in school because said, of their home situation. You said there's one now? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear part of what you said. I said there, there's, uh, I, I said I know you are expressed that the kids are probably better off being at home doing mm -hmm. virtual school because of what's going on in school, but at the same time, some kids and their situations probably will do better in school. Because you might have a group of parents just really just like don't care and walking around smoking, drinking and cussing and it's, oh, it's probably about, like about, a uh, haven for kids. Because they're at school, like oh my God, at school I'm safe. I don't have to be around school system. Mama got going on at the house, so it's I think it's like fifty-fifth kind of thing. It's good for some, and then it's it's bad for those that that, that really need that that safe zone. School is the safe zone for some kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nonsense. Uh, but I, I was I was mentioning you talking about mamas like off the pressures. <laughs> I guess so, bro. I guess so. Yeah. So there's no hope for the kids then. They're just gonna be over sexualized and that's it. <laughs> Is that what we saying today? Look, I mean because your love has set me free. get my nails done. Oh, I know. I went to unwindselfcare.com and got my 100% nail polish strips. Thanks, Unwind Self Care. Thank you so much for watching God, Sex, and Love. And thank you so much to the panel for joining me with this conversation. As we can see, this is a serious issue that needs to be addressed. So don't be ashamed, friends. Go ahead and speak out. Hashtag save our children. Because you guys see what this world we're living in. I mean, it's, it's deep. Um, 
but let's let the kids be kids. I mean, all right, y'all have a good night. Bye-bye. what I presented, what Mel presented, there is things that are coming from every side. And so I believe the parent has to do the best that they can and be secure in doing the best that they can. And hopefully with everything that's coming from different ways, you know, stay prayed up that your child will take what you have given them and apply it. And also, um, like you that's were saying That's only going to work. Hold on. Okay. That's only going to work if it's, if, if it's a parent that is willing to break the cycle. Mm-hmm. 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 But train a child in the way they should go. And oh, also be trained. <laughs> Come on. Mm -hmm. come on, come on. So I guess the parents may have to, you know, hope, hopefully they're as worried as like a lot of us are about the over-sexualized entertainment and things that's going around in the neighborhood and in their home. So they are um, paying attention, as Mel saying, to the surroundings. And so they know how to limit some of those things that are coming from all sides. Right. And I wanted to chime in on what the brother just said as well, too. And there was a friend of mine who lived in L.A. And she had a documentary that she had posted. And I kid you not, y'all, when I watched this video, my heart literally was ripped out of my chest. And I started crying. Let me set up the scene for you. There was a stripper in the middle of a classroom, and the teachers had the kids on the floor watching this stripper do her dance. I'm going to let them marinate for a second. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I kid you not. I watched that video for at least five minutes, and I was emotional, and I was angry at the same time because I have cousins that are around the age bracket. I have nieces. I have nephews because my mom's side of the family is massive. They're really, really huge. So is my dad's family as well. When I watched that video, it shows you that any time you have a school system, especially in America, that has ripped away everything that echoes and reflects God in the situation, because anything that is out of divine order, this is what you get. And not only that, but then also, there was another video that I saw a couple of weeks ago where they had a transsexual sitting down with children, dressed up and everything, full makeup, all the whole night, sitting down and was reading books to the children as well. And teachers are like, they're okay with this. So my point that I'm saying to you all is, is this, especially with parents, your ear gates and your eye gates are the most sensitive instruments that are on the human body. And once you come in contact with something, guess what happens? You begin to absorb everything that is in front of you, negative and positive. Okay? So if the parent, which is technically speaking on God's terms, the first teachers that tell your children, male and female, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're not going to do. And not only that, but if your son or daughter is grown enough to ask you those questions, especially those adult-like questions, you might as well go ahead and tell them, this is right. the reason why we're doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Okay? I don't, I don't care what they're doing over here, but what we're doing in this house right here, this is what we're going to abide by. But because I've had friends of mine that would tell me stories of how their parents would try to make them their best friend and would smoke weed with them, crack with them, drink with them, and everything else, and not be the disciplinarian and the teacher at the same time in their own home structure, this is what happens. So you're setting your child up for failure. And you're exposing them to all kind of levels of darkness as well. We know that this is what's happening because the word of God already said it and it was stated. But at the same time, what are we going to do? So if the parents are not doing their part, I would hope and pray that the community will step up and do something. Like the African Proverbs says, hey, we're in the midst of the village. So the village must step up and do their part to saying, hey, don't do that. Let me tell you why you shouldn't do that. You know, it's the same thing as if the man was walking around and his pants were sagging. And I would tell them the reason why that. Did you even know where that came from? Because if you know your history behind some of these things, they're going to repeat it over and over again. That's why you have that poisonous, vicious cycle. And there are some young men that don't even know why they're sagging their pants. I'm just using it as an example. And they're like, no, 
say, well, we don't really care. And if they really don't care about it, they'll tell them anyway, well, guess what? They're going to look at you and tell you that, okay, this is how you're acting. And let me give you a backdrop on why you're doing what you're doing. Because if you don't come in and teach the children the difference between what this is and what that is, again, I say, I reiterate, they're going to repeat it over and over again, and then it's passed on to their children, to their children's children. Now you got a generational issue and a generational trauma that's in front of you. So when you got your school system being exposed to so many things, that's an issue. So on one hand, I do understand that there are parents that want to keep their children home and teach them themselves and go by the curriculum. That's cool too. You know, if you feel like that's the best thing for you to do, do it. But I know that there are some children that are feeling like a fish out of water. They need to be in the school so that they can feel like they have that teacher to student interaction as well. So they want to have that, that camaraderie. I get that. I understand that. So yeah, this is a catch-22 situation, but know the fact that if the parents are not present, then what's going to happen to the children? I was going to ask y'all, but I don't, I don't even know if should. I mean, well, one, I didn't watch the film, so I can't really give an accurate observation of it. Um, but now that I brought it up, I guess I might as well ask, what y'all think of Cuties? Have y'all heard about it? Cuties? Well, um, what is that? No. Sorry. No, you haven't heard about it either, Raye? Okay, no, well, apparently there's a movie on Netflix, um, the uh, movie documentary show, one, one of those, that they, it, it's all about uh, uh, like some 11-year-olds on, on a twerk team. Oh, wow. And. Oh, wait a second. Oh, my friend told me about this. <laughs> yes. Okay, came back to me now. Yes, 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 yes. Go ahead, continue, please. The loss. You said you said you still lost. <laughs> yeah, apparently this is on Netflix now. I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm yeah, I'm, I'm the lost because I, 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 I have, I can't, I can't even, I can't even imagine what that is because I have a problem watching the dancing that perform. Oh, like Dance Moms. So you're telling me about a show about young people. Oh Lord! Like straight up, so I want to show like, I, but see, the only way I could do it is show y'all like this picture on my phone, which is kind of like, because <laughs> I didn't. Well, know. um, it's but a Netflix the promo. Yeah, I've seen some of the promo. Um, you know how they have like um, movie poster type of thing. One of them is like the darkest girl. Okay, but anyway, the darkest girl is like, and that one of those face down positions. Um, on, on the promo. And, you know, I've only seen some clips. I haven't been inclined to watch it, um, I, but I have seen both sides. I've seen people that are straight up like, we need to, you know, boycott Netflix. This should not be on here. But then I've seen a couple of people that be like, oh, y'all are tripping. This ain't what people are trying to say it is. But I don't know how it could not be. I, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't watched it myself. But um, so, so um, <laughs> I have it up. I can play the trailer. 
Turn these uh, back lights out so you can have a better, a better view. <laughs> I have I have issue with the scenes that be on TV, like these girls and they dancing routines for me. I, I just, yeah. All right, I'm yeah. about to play. And the I'm parents understand. Yeah, and I'm like, really? <laughs> All right, here we go. What happened to the symbol? Competition dance where it wasn't so much of a. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Like club dancing. Lord, All of that is so wrong. That's that's it. <laughs> okay, so so all right. I'm gonna have to go here. I got something in mind, but how do you mm. and this is being on the kids, right? This is like a rated, this is a PG, this is, what, what is um, classified it's that? It's, it's, uh, it's TVMA, uh, TVMA. And it's interesting wow. that I feel like they're African, <laughs> but isn't that part of their, I mean, in a sense, it's part of their culture, like Africans and Jamaican. Okay. So that's what the difference is. Oh, so maybe they should name it something better than Turk. <laughs> Would they call it, um, as far as uh, in the uh, description, they call it free-spirited dance. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Raya looks like he got all the things to say. <laughs> um, I mean, well, look, y'all, it, well, it didn't look so bad. It looked like it was gonna be a nice little little film. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those. Is is it one of those films where you see a little girl is watching it? She's like, "Oh, I want to do that," Man. and you're like, "Ah, uh, no." I think, I think what a lot of people feel the problem comes in. I'm gonna have to watch. I'm gonna have to next, and I'm legally gonna have to watch the entire thing. I mean, I guess we'll talk That's about one it. Of those I'm gonna have to watch, and I'm gonna. I'm, Put my two cents. Yeah, I think the difference or, or the thing that's the problem with the, or, well, from what I'm hearing, that the, the problem that people have with it is the fact that these are kids. And the fact that, like, I, well, from what I've seen, some people were talking about, like, some of the angles is, like, right under where they, you know, their hind Look, parts. That, that was in the trailer when they fall well, the trail down on each other and boom. You know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. And then they were talking about, well, you know, the process of a film is people, you know, actually auditioning. So how, what was that like? You know what I mean? And stuff like that. So I think that's probably where oh. people had the problem. But then I heard someone else. They could have used uh, older people to do this versus kids. I mean. But then somebody said this is like a coming of age. So that like, is borderline. That's what they were saying. Like, this is like easy access for people for pedophilia. It's what people have problems with it. And the ones that are saying, let's boycott Netflix, this is crazy. But then on the other end, you're hearing people that's like, oh, this is just a coming of age film. This isn't, you know, this this is not that. But I don't know. Like I said, I ain't Look, this, this how they, they wrote it. They wrote it to seem like a coming of age because it's 11 year old and you're technically a woman at, you know, menstrual cycle, which usually happen around 12. What? Okay. I'm sorry. So, I mean, a woman, man. Like, I mean, so, but so I back in the day, though. remember, you know, back, some, in the, some, back in the day, you considered a woman once you went through your menstrual. Um, they are considered that. They, they are considered that 11 and 12 are become, they are they're womanhood and they expect them to go out and get a husband and bear kids and that's culture. I don't know which one it is, but I heard that somewhere on TV and I can't remember what that was. The, the girl like, no, she doesn't want to do that. And the father like, no, we're doing that. The mama was going to 11, 12, you're about to be 12. You, this is womanhood, you need to go out find a man, you need to find a husband, you their kids, and I'm thinking like, well, but I'm not sure. Isn't that as an arrangement? Yeah. And I'm going to think the culture that will get it. Was, mm -hmm. It was, what do you call those people that fair, a lot of fair? Oh God! They have associated with like fair, the, the fair, and I can't go. Oh my gosh! But they're keep going. It's gonna come to me. Okay, 
So I, I get what she's saying, but yeah, like in certain cultures, um, but even like for um, for our, um, I guess you can call them ancestors, but like back in the day, once you've gone through that process, you a woman. And like she was saying, you, you're going to get married and you're expected to have kids. And um, prime example was like um, in color purple. Mm. In color purple, date was just kids, okay. but they need they hit womanhood, and you got to go make a family. You got to be somebody' wife. I mean, mm. so so are we saying that that's what we're getting ready to do? No, that's not, like, that's, we, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, that's not. No, no, that's not. Look, that's not the idea for these young women today, um, but it's still like that in certain places. Um, I feel that, just like Ryan was saying earlier, um, it has to it has to start within the household, um, and hopefully those parents um, care enough um, about their kids to want to see. Um, a different cycle than what they gone through as kids and want better for their kids, want a better future for them. And so, um, it, yeah, it has to start at home and um, and take from there and, and just, look, this is what we doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you remember like the wave of videos that, that, that came in and you would see the moms with their daughters and they're encouraging them as they were twerking throughout the videos and stuff we're talking like 10 11 12 13 year olds whatever and the mom is all about it you know what i mean like that like to them it's a sense of freedom but at the same time they don't understand that everything that you're doing is being backed by a spirit we live in a spirit-led world, and many people don't understand that. So it's not just about human flesh, we're talking about spiritual matters, spirit-led situations. And the young girls don't know what they do. They think it's, you know, it's all well and good. It's like, hey, I'm just dancing. I'm, you know, willy-nilly. But they don't understand that you're conjuring a spirit from an older man who happens to be a pedophile and he's been like that on the down low for the longest and the grandmama know it, the mama know it, the aunt know it, and everybody else know it. But in black culture, we don't talk about these situations because why? You got to keep it on the hush -hush. You know, it's a family secret. You got to be quiet. My mother told me about this with one of my uncles and how he was looking at her and would pull her in and say things like, you were always my favorite. You know, like creepy stuff, just nasty stuff all the way around. And when we're talking about videos like this, trailers like this, and you see young girls doing these things, you're conjuring up a spirit. It's a very seductive thing, you know? And maybe it is in certain African dances, whatever. But however, it's, it's, it's very sexually driven and it's going to spur up something in a man's testosterone level.
because he's going to think of the very first thing that's on his mind, which is going to be something sexual, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, there, where is the line drawn in the sand? That's what I want to know. Because when you see things like this, like, wait a second, hold on. You see, I look off right here. You know, and for the brother to say, like, oh, this, this, this particular film is going to be for mature audiences. Well, well, what do you mean by mature audience? And what age does that start with? Are you saying 13, 14, 15? I don't know. You know, because that can go a very, very long way. Right. But remember, back in the day, mature audience used to be 18 and over. Correct. Yes. But then so, like, why would an 18 and older want to be watching this? Because I remember you couldn't even buy a movie ticket unless you was 18 for something TV MA rated. Even rated R, you could not buy. An adult had to come and purchase those tickets because um, you are considered underage. So for them to create a kid or a coming of age, technically, well, really, nobody can watch it unless you're 18 years or older. So, yeah, who are your audience? Like, who, who, who did you write, produce, and write? <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm saying. The writers knew exactly who their target audience was. They knew it going in when they were ready to cast the the different members in the film, the different roles in the film. They knew exactly what they were doing. It was like set up from day one. They knew exactly what audience they were going to target. Me personally, I wouldn't watch it because that bothers me a lot. Because again, you are pushing young women little girls, teenagers, 12, 13, 14 years old, and you're forcing them into an adult-like situation, an adulthood situation, and they're not ready for it. They're not mature Mm -hmm. at all, okay? Not mentally, not emotionally, not spiritually, financially, none of that stuff. And to me, again, this is another agenda that the enemy has created so that it can continue to distort the vision on the people. And if we don't continue to keep bringing these things up and addressing the matter for what it is, it's going to get worse, you know? And that bothers me personally because I'm not going to sit there and and watch it because I'm like, no, there's nothing freedom about that or free spirit, as he said, about that either. Like, not cool. Not cool in my book. Right. I, I, I definitely agree. I agree. So, Miracle, and is he your actor as well? Oh, is he your actor? Oh, just you, Miracle. Oh, she's asking a question? Yeah, I think so. Who's Who else is an actor? Just you, Miracle? Uh, Kelvin does. Okay, so I'm going to ask this. I'm going to ask crazy questions because you two have um, auditioned for shows as an actor and actress if you were the age would you would you audition or something like that how would it make you feel so just like, think of it as, as a child how would you feel so at, so if i was 
So as a child, um, and you have these dreams and aspirations, like you, well, you should, ha your, your parents should be a part of the process first. But yeah. as, as a child, um, and you have these aspirations to be an actor, um, an actress, and you want to, you know, go into the business, for that child, their mindset is like, okay, well, I want to be on TV. I, I want to live my dreams. Now, I feel like the parent should come in at that point when it comes to role, um, role selection and auditioning. Like, okay, well, I read the script. You ain't doing this. Um, We're we going to find something else that's, that's appealing or that's right for your age bracket. Um, yeah. versus doing something like this. Now, as they get older um, in the business and maybe they want to try some, uh, say for instance, like um, now we already mentioned Disney and we know there's a whole lot of stuff going on um, up under that Disney umbrella. But um, say for instance, like somebody like Kiki Palmer, her roles stayed with her age. Like she and you, like, well, I, I, I watch her on um, Instagram, so her, her mom, her parents don't play at all, but her mom really don't play. But, um, but her, her roles came along with her age. So she wasn't, you know, 10 years old doing something that a 15-year-old should have been doing. And right. so, yeah, so I feel like with, when it comes to child actors, the parent plays a um, very important part in filtering out what roles their child should have. And I think that's the, that's what I was going to say too. I think that's the, that's the whole thing about this. Cause it's like, when you really think about the bigger picture, the parents, I don't think, now this, I don't know, but I, I don't believe with the way that acting has gone for me, there's any way that a child can submit themselves for something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I haven't seen it where children can be able to submit themselves for roles. So either it's like you're getting submitted by an agent, maybe, or like I say, or a parent or somebody like that is looking up information. You know what I mean? So, I mean, unless maybe, the only way I could see it is maybe if something was truly independent and then maybe they email their own information in if they know how to do that. Like, but I ain't seen where a child be able to you know, submit themselves without... Look, look, look. It's, but it may not be the parent. So the parent may rely a lot on the agent or the management. And there, those those two, it's about the dollar for them. So it's like, okay, well, let me get you these roles. You get paid, I get paid. And the child end up doing the roles. So I, the parent needs to be a part of every step of the but process. But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no way, like, how is that child getting to the audition? How is that child getting on set? Like, their parent has to be involved at some no, point. Like, no, know. because they, I'm telling, look, a lot of these child actors, their parents who have been molesting stuff, oh, well, there was with their manager. There was with, you know, um, the agent, um, the, um, oh, there's a movie I'm going to tell you about too. They were um, with the, um, some type of, chaperone that we gave permission so that the child could do the work because you know they're still working or they still got other kids they have to watch so they're not a part of 
the complete process. They just know, oh, well, you're going to do a gig. Um, but there's this show on BET. <laughs> there's this show on BET called Dark Money. BET plus Dark Money. Um, and it's about this kid actor. His parents let him go shoot this big movie and the kid came back not the same. But they trusted the producers, they trusted the the management, they trusted everybody and allowed their kid to fly out somewhere and go film. Right, because they couldn't go. They were regular people still trying to um, make money to survive. Well, I guess obviously ain't got to be easy. And just saw the bigger picture and saw, didn't, they didn't look at the they took the biggest mushroom without looking at STEM at it, you know, as a yeah. yeah, because you know, any anything can happen and then if you're not you know, you can say, okay, well, I signed this contract. Y'all are going to take care of my kid. You're going to do what is um, in my child's best interest. No, nobody can do um, for your child like you can. You're going to make right. sure as a parent that um, nothing happens, that everything is taken care of. And then if something's not right, you're going to hold on now. <laughs> this ain't what we discussed. Uh, are you okay? You know, so... It can happen, but I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, well, I don't want to be the parenter. You, you still don't have to be the manager, but you make sure you go with your child to make sure that mm -hmm. everything is by the book, ain't nothing going on. Oh, well, um, we need you to stay in the trailer. No, my child ain't staying in the trailer. I'm not staying in the trailer. I'm going on set. Now, I know how to be quiet <laughs> and watch what's going on. Mm-hmm. So that's right. Lose the meat. Ten plus X. And I ain't never seen a parent not be involved with their child and stuff. But I mean, obviously it happens, and um, we all need to be on our jobs. <laughs> you say it in every episode of God, Sex, and Love, man. Um, <laughs> Thanks for me. I know we be talking about this. What would you guys say? Something say, Ryan? I want to add one more thing in there, and there's another point. And what I'm looking at is where is the standard within the parents to the children? Where is the standard at? Because on the acting level, and this is what my acting coach taught me, she's out of New York. What they don't see is, is that there's a spirit that is connected to the character. With the spirit that is connected to the character, the question is, do you want to act out this character? Or do you not? Is either yes or no. Because what happens is that after you're done and the set is done, everybody walks away, everybody else is done. When they're done, you still gotta deal with that spirit because there's an emotional connection that you just did during rehearsal with that character. But they don't know how to what, decipher or discern how to separate it. That's the issue. But then also, where's the standard with the mom being involved in their child's 
admirations and aspirations to acting or with being involved in the entertainment industry. See, my mother was involved with everything that I did within entertainment and within athletics. But because of the standard that she implemented, it helped me to become the man that I am today because there were certain roles that I did not partake in. I said, no, thank you. Y'all didn't even know this. Y'all know the TV show Empire? When Empire first came on, first season, the casting director reached out to me. This is when they were filming in New Orleans. Now, they saw my resume. They saw my headshot, all that stuff. They said, we like to look at anything like that. Come to New Orleans for the audition. I said, okay, cool. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Then, when they sent me besides to the character with the uh, young man who got in trouble, Jesse, I didn't know that he was playing this type of role, right? Even though I fit the skills and the criteria and things like that. When I found out that they wanted me to act out a particular scene that goes against my morals, my faith, and my convictions, I said, no, I can't do that. No, thank you. But we're talking about a child in that age bracket and what we just witnessed 10, 11, 12 years old, whatever. Where's the mom involved? Where's the dad involved in that child's aspirations? And tell them, no, we're not going to do that. Because that's not what we're trying to set. Same thing with Chad Baldwin. He showed us very perfectly. He's like, no, nah, I'm not going to play a slave role. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to play a film. I'm not going to play no thief. I'm not going to play no thug. I want to play positive images. So it's the same thing with the young girls that are coming into the industry as well, too. Where is the standard and where is the bar that's being set for them? Like, you don't have to take that role. Move on and just wait, hold it out, and just get something else. So that's my question for all that stuff. Okay. Well, I don't know, y'all. I mean, like I said, I know we can get going on the subject. I mean, there's a lot of things to say uh, about this um, and a lot of different levels to be on. Um, but I know we got to we'll, we'll get rid of the episode and, and everything like that. So, I mean, does anyone have any like final thoughts or something that you haven't said that you want to say right now for the people? Um, obviously, this is the uh, part two, I'm sure. <laughs> <This is> the- <laughs> um. Just reiterating, um, make sure you are in every aspect of your child's life and then trust after you provided all that guidance um, and knowledge and love that when they get older, that we can continue that, um, that knowledge, that we continue applying that in their uh, daily lives. I like what he said, but for me, I would say, um, protect your children, teach your children, pray for your children, and give them what the industry is not providing for them, because after all the good and all those things have been removed, at the end of the day, they still got to know who they are 
and what God has called them to be. And don't just do it because you're following the trend. Don't do it because, you know, oh, I want to be in it because of the fame and the fortune, all these things. No, 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 no. Don't, don't believe in the hype. Don't believe in the smoke and mirrors and all that stuff. But again, the concern is we need to protect our children from this agenda that is happening and what's being forced. Like, we're not going to go down that path. We're going to stay on the straight and narrow as much as we can. I'm going to just say, um, I know a bit early, you know, it's the village, but in 2020 and move forward, you just really have to know your village. You really have to know your village before you allow anybody else um, to help take care of your kids. You need to know your village from inside and out from into their house, outside of their house, how they're living, what they're doing, because you don't want some villages raising your kid. You might might end with an hell. Wisdom. Well, there you got it. There you all have it, friends. Oh, well, I just want to thank each and every one of you all for joining this conversation. Thank you all for your time. And thank you, people, for watching. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of God, Sex, and Love. Keep this conversation going. And let's protect the children. Hashtag protect the children. <laughs> Save the children. Right. <laughs> All right, y'all. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you in part by Inspirational Therapy Session Incorporated. Inspiring teens since 2002.